right, we're back. It's, hey, I know you're thinking, hey, aren't you supposed to be doing a stream tonight, you mother father? You ain't wrong. You ain't wrong, new guy. Uh, I don't know why the fucking new guy knows that. But anyways, by the way, I've been, so a couple people have said, hey, you know, I would I would subscribe to you if you'd quit cussing. I can't do it, man. I can't do it because I don't think. I just get up here and do it. I'm an independent MFer. I don't answer to any corporate overlords. No tout site tells me what to do. And I just cuss naturally. I'm sorry. I will try to do it less, but I, I will never stop. I promise. What's up, new guy? I'm the Degenerate75. I hope you're just now finding my channel. Maybe you ran into my NFL content. Maybe you ran into my PGA content. But I hope you're here for the college football content because that's what we're going to talk about. College football DFS is super intimidating and uh, scares a lot of people off. And a lot of people don't bet college football and there's such bigger edges at betting college football than there is NFL that I have made this show. I normally, excuse me, I used to stream it every Friday. Uh, and then I would do a, a live one on Saturday. But honestly, my whole life was becoming streams, and I decided to chill the fuck out. So here's the schedule moving forward. New guy, every Wednesday I do my golf stream. You're like, I don't care about golf. Well, then don't watch it, donkey. And every Sunday at noon, the Lord's time zone, Central Standard time zone, when NFL kicks off, I'm going to be watching all the early games on the TV, and then I will be here with you, and I will be helping you with maybe some uh, light, some late swaps that we can consider doing, any injury afternoon that breaks, and watching the red zone and cursing when the chalk gets there. But I will tell you, I play more chalk at NFL than I do at golf, which is easy, seeing I play no fucking chalk at PGA. Okay, that's it. That's our schedule. And then, of course, if you're into the golf stuff, the showdown hoedown, we'll be back next week because the Fortnite's back. And NFL is here, and I will be doing a show tomorrow night, so be looking out for that. You could also go check out my YouTube channel. Uh, me and John Golt put out a, uh, we're going to be doing um, a week-long preview, which we've already done, so go check that out if you want to get your feet wet for NFL. And hey, new guy, if you like the cut of my jib, because I can already tell I like yours, go drop a like and a subscribe. The channel's growing real, real fast. So uh, get on there i will tell you a couple things i do this shit basically for a living i'm a very high limit dfs player and i can help you get better at this and uh i also am a bit more polished than some of these other turds that are out there and uh i know what i'm talking about and you put those two things together you don't get a lot of that on the youtubes let me go ahead and tell you brother i watch the content too and it's not great so without further ado let's shut the fuck up and let's get going Let's start with the uh, the games to bet tomorrow. Last week was my first uh, losing uh, slate. I, I picked seven games last week. I went three and four, but thank God for the Hogs. Uh, I told you Arkansas was definitely my favorite game, so I put about a mortgage-sized payment on them. I normally don't bet that heavy until at least week three or four, um, but I just, I just figured they'd win, and they didn't even play that great, but they still covered the line, so even though I went three and four, still had a slightly profitable week. Moves us up to eight and six on the season, um, you know. But my three, the three that I love the most, all hit. So feeling good about that. Um, games I'm betting tomorrow. I'll just go ahead and tell you right now. It's all those ones in green right there, you mother father. Uh, looks like I'm betting one, two, three, four, five, six games as of now. I might throw in some later, but fuck, it's only like five o'clock on a Friday. Let me have some time to marinate on it. All right. Uh, I, I'm not going to go over all these games. By the way, there are more games to bet, but I basically just try to focus on the ones that are on the DF, on the DraftKings and the FanDuel sites, so that's why I chose these. Um, the game that I am kind of all in on tomorrow is Bama. Bama's going to beat the shit out of Texas. You might be thinking, you're wearing a no, you hat. you're a little biased. You're fucking right, I am. <laughs> I am biased. Texas sucks. But you know what? I can be biased, and that can also be true. Texas is not ready to deal with big, nasty dudes up front. In a game like this, let's just say Texas plays at their ceiling, and they're keeping it somehow. They're keeping it within like seven points uh, late into the third quarter, right? It doesn't matter. It does, like Texas or AM or. <laughs> 
fucking Bama will still cover because they're just going to lean on them. They're just bigger and stronger. And even if those Texas defensive linemen play above their pay grade, well, then um, they'll get worn down in the fourth quarter and Bama will pull away. So even if they have to barely backdoor, they'll get to a 21. I think they'll just come out, blow the doors off of them like 49 to 7. But... I just I, I, I love it. I love it. I will be betting so much money, and I was so glad that I was able to lock it in at 20 and a half. I was really scared it was going to get to 21 and a half, which we all know is a big difference, right? Especially when you're sweating back doors, you always hate to be at 21 and a half. So that's my big game I'm betting tomorrow. Should you join my pick? I don't give a fuck what you do. I'm telling you how I bet. I won a lot last year, uh, and th- three of the four years that I've been betting college football heavily, I've won. Uh, two years ago, did not win. So, you know, maybe maybe it's an every other year thing, and I'm due to suck this year. So if, you, if it doesn't hit, don't at me. I promise you I'm betting more money on it than you are. Uh, okay. Uh, actually, yeah, I shouldn't say that. I know at least five super high-limit player people that watch my shit, and I, they probably bet more than I do. Um, but new guy, I bet more than you, trust me. Okay. Um, other games I like, South Carolina versus Arkansas. I was actually pretty – watched that Arkansas-Cincinnati game last week. Was not particularly impressed with them. South Carolina at home, they, they didn't play real great last week. Spencer Rattler kind of sucks, OU transfer. But I'm telling you, the SEC is tough. And anytime there's two tough teams and it's more than a touchdown, I'll always take it. Same reason that I took West Virginia against Pitt last week. If I think it's going to be a one-possession game and I'm getting over a touchdown, well, then I'll always take that. And I think South Carolina, I'm not saying they'll win, but I think they can keep it within one possession, and it comes down to the end. And if it comes down to the end, you're getting eight and a half. Uh, that's, that's fucking free money, brother. All right. Uh, other one I'm betting, I'm usually a pretty big uh, Big 12 guy. And no, it's not just because I go to Oklahoma. It's just because I know the team so well. So I usually only bet them when I think that they're – pretty good. Uh, and Kansas state is supposed to be good this year, but if there's one rule I've learned in the last 20 years of following K state, every year they have no hype. They're amazing. And every year they have hype, they let you down. And this year they're starting top 25. I I think they're just a little too overhyped. They're at home. People think, uh, Missouri is not ready to compete with them. I'm just telling you, Kansas state, if you just looked at straight talent on the roster, Missouri has a more talented roster. Now, because of that, I think that they can keep it within one possession. Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if they go in there and beat them. I don't think K-State is as good as everybody's hyping them up, so I will take the 7.5 and and take Missouri. That's where I'm at. Uh, And then the only other two games I'm betting, or excuse me, the other three games I'm betting, Florida, after a huge emotional win last week, lost me a lot of money. That was definitely the second biggest game I bet. Fortunately, I only did about half as much as I did on that Arkansas game. Um, Florida covered against Utah, which just blew my mind. I felt pretty confident they were not going to cover that line. But now they're going to have a hangover. Kentucky is a good, strong, scrappy team. I think this game goes down to the end. If I'm getting six points, I already think Kentucky's going to win. I considered money line betting it, but give me Kentucky. I'm I'm a big better when it comes to college football on spots. Okay. Like when teams are coming off big emotional wins, there's almost always a letdown the next week. Almost always. And in the NFL, you don't see that because those are fucking professionals that get up to play win or lose every week. They could be 0-11. They're going to show up to play the next week. They just don't do that. Like if they have a Monday night game and then they have like a, a, a Sunday morning uh, across, you know, over in England, that shit just doesn't phase them. Those guys are professionals. But we're talking about 18 and 19-year-old kids here, and that shit does affect them, and they do sometimes get uh, uh, in bad spots and can't play through it right they're a little bit more entitled their fucking brains haven't completely formed yet that's what happens so bad spots i think florida's in a bad spot give me kentucky uh usc versus stanford you better be playing that shit on FanDuel. um that game's gonna be a shootout because if you don't know lincoln riley he can uh he can create some offense but he also 
can't fucking stop anybody. So I actually think that uh, USC really sucks at defense. Uh, I know they had three pick sixes last week, but having pick sixes isn't indicative of having a good defense. But more importantly, I think Stanford can uh, control the line of scrimmage, and I think they're going to run the ball. Uh, Yeah, USC is probably going to score because Caleb Williams is a fucking animal, but I think that Stanford can keep it within – a uh, touchdown uh, at home, and it wouldn't surprise me if they beat USC. So if you're going to give me eight and a half, I'll take it all day. And then the last one, I hit Oklahoma State uh, on week zero. I told you to bet Central Michigan. I got kind of lucky that Central Michigan backdoored it, but we got there. And so what I would tell you is Oklahoma State's defense is not as good this year. But I got to tell you, I think Arizona State sucks. I think they really, really suck. I think that is a program in turmoil, and it would not surprise me if they won two games this year. They suck. And so this isn't so much a bet that I think Oklahoma State's really good or you know a top-10 team. It's more that I just think Arizona State sucks. And 11.5 at home, Oklahoma State can really roll some teams uh, when, when they get rolling. So I'm not real scared of 11.5 versus a Power 5 conference team because uh, you know I think Arizona State sucks. So there you go. There's my six bets. I will be putting the mortgage on Bama. The other five, I will be betting all. Honestly, all five of the other bets combined will probably be less than what I put on just Bama. So there you go. That's what that's what we're looking at, right? Uh, okay. So let's get over to for all of you DFS. I'm trying to shorten up these videos. Let's see what do we got here. Player? No, no, no. Oh, not supposed to see that one. Here we go. Games for tomorrow, right? And if you're wondering, hey, what were those really pretty ones? Well, let me just tell you, new guy. So what I do here is like, it's really intimidating to look at college football DFS because there's just so many freaking options and they change the teams every week, right? There's a lot of players in the NFL, but it's the same 32 teams all damn year. We got to rotate 130 teams and you got like guys getting in trouble and getting kicked off the team and all kinds of shit. It's really hard to keep up. So I make this spreadsheet for everybody over on my discord, right? And then even that's not enough to tell them who to play. I even go deeper and like, here's the one from last week. I tell them ownership, who's going to be high owned, low owned, who's going to be a cash play, who are some high upside guys, who are good guys to target for GPPs. Uh, The purple here tells them what the best games to stack um you can see i'm in the middle of doing it for uh where the hell's mine oh yeah here's my one for tomorrow still not done quit trying to screenshot it you douche um here's the one i sent them out for today here you go there's a free one for you for tonight right there it is for the two game slate tonight but you know what i bet by the time this video gets out you <laughs> this will be pretty fucking irrelevant so uh let's see here are the guys for tomorrow more than anything when it comes to college dfs football you got to target games, right? You want to get in those shootout games. And so like the very first thing I'm looking at when I'm targeting this is I'm looking at shootout games because there's so many good choices. There's so many high, uh, DraftKings can't give accurate pricing on all of these guys. FanDuel can't give accurate pricing on some of these guys. And so when you do that, there's always going to be great values out there. But where you really smash in a GPP is you got to play the correlation in college football. You need that game that's like Freaking 52 to 49. That's what you need. And you want to have a lot of guys in that game. So when I'm making my college football lineups, first of all, always play with two quarterbacks, right? Preferably two quarterbacks in the same game. That, that's, that's, the, that's the sweet spot, right? And then that game shoots out. And you have at least one or two receivers for each of those guys. And then your other two or three spots should be a mini correlation from another uh, potentially high, shooting, uh, high shootout game, right? That's how you want to play. That's how you want to build your lineups. You need to be correlated because if you want to just go pick seven random guys for your lineup and just hope they randomly hit and that those are the seven nut plays, well, good luck with that. But I don't think that's very sustainable. So what you want to do is you want to target games, okay? Uh, Man, I'm already getting ahead of myself. Look at that. 
I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself, new guy. I'm, I'm so focused on time, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's talk contest selection. Look at that. Look at that. I fucking suck at this. Hey, you. You suck. I should edit this, but I don't edit my shit because that takes a long time. Uh, by the way, I made my first edited video. Top five reasons you suck at DFS. Go check it out. It's over here on my YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, okay. So slate for tomorrow. Here's the big $15, right? People play in this. And I'm just telling you, man, I, I don't play in it. And I have, a lot of, I have a lot of funds on DFS. I can definitely afford to play in this. I can afford to max it. But I don't play in it. It's just it's so hard to hit the nuts at college football because it's almost some random guy you would have never considered. And if you hit a good lineup and you get 10th place, that's only 500 bucks, man. Fuck. Fuck that. Okay, get the fuck out of here. That's one one hundredth of first. So what I have been doing, and this is what I tell all the people on my Discord to do. You should, when you play college football DFS, which is really fun. It's really fun because there's still an edge out there if you're willing to just put in a little bit of work. Give a much larger percentage of your bankroll to 50-50s, double up, head-to-heads, maybe even satellites, right? Because they're just so much more sustainable to hit stuff. And when I say satellites, I'm not talking about the one with 10,000 people in it. I'm talking about the one with like nine people where you can go win a big ticket or something like that, right? Plus, a lot of times those satellites, they overlay more than anything else out there. And so when I'm looking at these contests, they really do have good college football contests. They just don't have huge prize pools, right? Like, uh, um, you know, the 333, I don't like it. 25% of all the money to the top, you know, 10th place, 1500. That's it's better, but it's still not great if I'm going to do that. But I really like to start looking at like the $44, right? Like this is a good tournament, only 20% up top. And then you go look at 10th place, 400. That's one twelfth of first place, right? That's what I like to see. But they, if you're like, well, I can't afford those, go check out the $4.20 max. That is the sweet spot of a tournament right there, right? These are the ones you want to be targeting. The $6, the $12, try to play in $100 single entries all you can. If that's out of your price range, go play in the $5. Look at this $5. It's 2X. What did that say? Oh, 2K to first, right? Uh, 10th place, still 50 bucks. That's only 140th. That's not that great. But, uh, uh, you know, those are the contests you should be looking up. But, like, here's the one you really want to play, and you want to go play in double ups because you'd be amazed how many people don't know how to play two quarterbacks. I'm talking a good 20% of people. They're easily covering the rake that aren't playing optimal guys or p- playing punk guys who, you know, caught their one big pass last week, and so they look like a great value, but they don't realize that guy was only on the field three times, right? What they don't know is that, see, they don't have uh, this sheet right here where I go put all of the, uh, you know, how many snaps they had, how many all you know how many targets they had for all my people right they don't have that and so they just make really poor plays based on the little average points per game that they see on DraftKings, and that's just so slapdick over on FanDuel, same thing the big nine dollar it just kind of sucks fifteen thousand to first you drop down to 10th it's already down to 300 so that's 150th get out of here get out of here with that um you know if i'm gonna play on something on DraftKings. um uh, you know, I I wish that they would just do the same damn games as as or on, if I'm going to play on FanDuel, I wish they'd do the same games as DraftKings. So first place here, fifteen hundred. You drop down to tenth place, a hundred. That's one fifteenth. That's much better, right? And you can enter in a lot of lineups in that. You know, I encourage you to find the games you like and then just go mix and match as many combinations of that as you can and hope that game is the one that spikes because that's what you're going to need to hit a GPP, right? Uh, so. There you go. That's that's what we're looking at. So now back to the games we should be targeting. So this. And you're like, I want to look more at this one that's all colored up. Well, first of all, it's not even done. I'm still trying to get it perfect for my Discord. And if you do want to see that, come check out the old Patreon. Sign up. College football. I think it's the football MVP right here. But you can if you want if you're an NFL guy and a college football guy and a golf guy, go do the all access. It's it's totally worth it. Got like 250 people over there. It is a badass community. You will like it. And uh, you get all the access to my content you could ever want. So 
Games that you should be targeting tomorrow. I'm going to run through these. Uh, I'm not going to spend forever on these because I got goals to keep these videos under 25 minutes. You mother father. So let's get going. When I'm targeting DFS tomorrow, I am going to focus. Basically, I think of these 14 games, there's only seven that you should really consider, right? Um, because what makes a game something worth considering? Well, this is, this is where so many people are screw up at college football. They'll take a team who has a very high implied team total, right? Like the high, or the high, you know, the team totals tomorrow are actually relatively low. The highest team total on the entire slate is Bama, which makes sense. They're fucking Bama. But the second highest team just glancing here looks like it's Penn state at, at 40.75, right? Which if you don't know what the uh, implied team totals are, that's just where you take the Vegas average. You take the Vegas over under and you divide, uh, uh, you basically split up the two teams based on the over under and the differential in the game, right? What the spread is. It's pretty simple stuff. So Vegas is saying this score is basically going to be 41 to 14. That's basically what they're saying it's going to be. So people will look at Penn state and see that big high total and think, well, I got to stack that game because they're going to score 41 points. And this is where there is flawed thinking when it comes to college football DFS. The problem with playing Clifford, a Clifford, Tinsley, and Washington stack, right? Why that's probably not the most viable play is, A, the game script, right? <laughs> like Penn State's going to be out ahead, and so they're probably going to play a more conservative game. If anything, I would consider playing one of their running backs, but seeing both of their running backs basically are split in a 50-50 uh, timeshare, I'm not interested in either one of those guys uh, at those price tags anyways. And then the reason that Clifford... Uh, a Clifford stack with like Tinsley and Washington aren't good. It's just, it's simple. They're not going to throw the ball enough to get both of those guys there. Maybe one of them has a great game, but there's no way they both get there and Clifford gets there unless the other team is pushing them. What does that mean to push them? That means Ohio scores 28 points, forcing Penn State to keep the pedal to the metal and score 42, 49, 56 points, something like that to really push them. So often, People tomorrow will play these Miami players, and Miami is probably going to blow the brakes off or beat the brakes off of uh, Southern Miss. What was I looking for? Blow the br- b- b- whatever. Uh, and so because of that, that is really going to keep Miami from pushing and having those monster game stats, right? And what makes this nice is this is going to be one of the few times all year that we'll actually see Bama, in theory, get pushed. I don't think they're going to get pushed. I think they're going to fucking – I think they're going to spank them. I think they're going to spank them. So that makes me a little leery to like Bama. But if you look at the score, Bama does have a 43-point uh, implied team total, and Texas has 22. So by that, it would seem like Texas is going to you know, push it a little bit, maybe get to 21. If you're lucky, get to 28 points, which probably causes Bama to push to 42 49, 56, maybe 52, something like that, right? And it's very rare that you ever get four quarters from Bama players. And so in the rare instances that you're getting four quarters from Bama players, you kind of want to have them because, A, they have better players than everybody. There's that, Bob. And then the other thing that you want to know about Bama is they actually are highly, highly efficient, right? They don't run that many plays, but they're so efficient with their offense that if they get in a competitive game, their players just almost always get there because of the efficiency of their offense. They may run 65 plays tomorrow and score 52 points. That is a thing that can happen. Um, Do I love uh, the price tag on a lot of their guys? No. But if they get to 52 points, I think those price tags are going to be irrelevant because they will so outperform anybody else that it won't really matter. So you got to ask yourself this when you're when you're picking your games to target. Can the other team, can the weaker team push the stronger team, right? Or if it's two relatively equal teams, like say Texas Tech and Houston or Virginia and Illinois, do these teams have the ability to play a high scoring game? 
right? That's what you want to consider. Because here's a good example. Iowa and Iowa State tomorrow is a very close game. It's only a three and a half point line, but that is not a game you should target for DFS. You should not stack and run back that game because what is the upside in it? Let's say it gets crazy. It's a crazy game. 27-24. That would be that would be a shootout by Iowa standards. But the game is probably going to be like 21 to 17. That'll probably be the real score and there's just no way in a college football slate that you could stack that game and get anywhere with it. Maybe you could play like a nice one-off, go find the one running back that has two touchdowns and 150 yards. Maybe that would work, but to stack that game, to put multiple players in your lineup from that game is a donkey dick move. And I really encourage you not to do it, brother. I encourage you not it's your money. You play whoever the fuck you want. But I'm just trying to help you not just automatically be losing before the tournament even starts. That's what I'm trying to do here, brother. So what are the other games to target? I actually think this Arkansas-South Carolina game could be sneaky high scoring. Spencer Rattler looked terrible last week. South Carolina's offense looked terrible. Arkansas did not look great. They basically just kind of leaned on Cincinnati but weren't even that efficient running the ball when everybody thought they were going to run it down their throats. Jefferson's kind of a liability at passing, but I'm telling you, this game has sneaky, you know, like the whole myth about the SEC only plays defense. I'm, you just go look. Over the last five years, the SEC has as many shootouts as any conference out there, and this is one of those sneaky games that could get shootouty. Um, this one, uh, another one that could possibly shoot out, and it has a pretty close total, Missouri versus Kansas State. Both have highly efficient uh, offenses. Both have high totals. And the best part I could say about this game is they have really concentrated uh, scoring, right? Like the guys that are going to score are going to score here. Are, are gonna, the guys that are going to score the points are very concentrated, and so you know who it's going to be. That's a huge positive. Whereas like the opposite of that over here is Wake Forest, right? They have a huge team total of 39 and they're playing Vanderbilt in a uh, in a com- in a competitive game, right? I mean, the line's only what is that, thirteen over there? So, like in that, you would think that Wake Forest is going to be pushed. It would not surprise you to see forty-two points out of them. Hartman, the big stud quarterback, is back. You gotta like that. But what you have to be aware of, and what you have to be cognizant of, is like it's not so clear who gets their points. They actually have about five receivers that get a decent amount of targets. They have two high-priced running backs that basically split the the work fifty-fifty. And so, outside of Hartman. Can can you really feel that confident that anybody's going to get it? And do we even know that? Do we even know Hartman's going to get there? Do we even know that for sure, Bob? I don't think we do. He is coming off an injury. Maybe they're going to be a little more conservative with him. Maybe he didn't play all the plays. Maybe they pull him out on the goal line. We don't know. I would say if I had to play somebody from that game, which I want to have access to that game, if I'm going to play somebody from the Wake side, you play Hartman. But then who do you put? It, who do you pair him up with at receiver? Well, that gets a little bit tougher. Um, if you want to see the color coded cheat, well, too bad, dude. Uh, all right, I'm you know get, this game. I'm probably going to stay away from the UT Bama game. Yes, uh, Bama is going to score at least 42 points, and they're going to do it probably by midway through the third quarter. And a lot of guys are going to have a lot of points. When you score 42 points on offense, some guys get some nice totals, right? But I don't think that they're going to be pushing it for four quarters. And because of that, I don't want to pay $8,700 for Gibbs and know that he's going to only play two and a half quarters. I don't want to do it. I don't want to pay 10200 for Young and know that he's going to only play two and a half quarters. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe piece of shit Texas actually shows up to play tomorrow and they push Bama and Bama scores 49, 52 points and are playing all the way to the end, playing a full four quarters well if that happens i'll just go ahead and tell you my ass is losing tomorrow because i think bam is going to beat the brakes off of them that's how i'm going to play it there's other games more competitive games that i want to target that's how i'm rolling there are i will say bama does have some nice plays like you can see i got a lot of guys listed that i think make sense i would say most of them are gpp plays or high upside guys but uh you know that's that that's up to you brother 
Uh, even Texas. I think Texas has some really good uh, bringbacks. If if Bijan Robinson, who's probably the best running back in the country, can you know can keep them close. Uh, if Texas can be close, I don't see how Bijan's not going crazy. Same with Worthy. I feel like those two guys they are they uh, they they are usage monsters. So if if you play a lot of Bama guys, do not be afraid to bring it back with Robinson or Worthy. Southern Miss versus Miami. Get out of here. I'm not there's I'm not touching that game. Penn State versus Ohio. Penn State does have that nice total. They do have some very respectably priced guys. I just never a big fan of a Penn State offense in a game that has no ability to shoot out. When they played Purdue in the opening week, that was pretty much shootouty, right? I think they scored 35 points and those guys all got there. Um I you know, I just don't think they're going to do that tomorrow. I think I think by the third quarter they're just running the ball and the game is real boring and it's third string running back time. Let the big guy get some water Notre Dame Marshall I I couldn't find a single guy from Marshall that I would even consider putting in my lineup so they're completely blank Notre Dame the the thing about Notre Dame is um, I think it's going to be a pretty conservative Manila game from them but I will say this the Notre Dame guys are very very fairly priced so you know like Mayer being an all-american tight end I think he got I mean shit I can't remember he had a ton of uh he had a ton of targets last week. I'm trying to remember. I'll just go over here and look at my cheat sheet real quick. Uh, Mayor, eight targets last week. My God, man. My God. So uh, eight targets at 3,900. I mean, if he scores two touchdowns, he's the nuts, right? So they have some very fairly priced guys. That's the one thing that interests me there. This Tennessee pick game, this has shootout written all over it. Um, I'm actually kind of surprised at just how affordable Hooker is. Um, and uh, the problem is – and, I'm, I mean <laughs> – the problem is, is it's not clear who to run it back with. Like, if you really like a hooker and Tillman or a hooker and Hyatt stack or something like that, uh, it's not clear who to run it back because Pitt actually had a lot of guys go off. Hammond, uh, I don't even know how to say his name, Abanaconda, uh, Mumfield, they all have big first games, right? Um, but you're not sure who the concentration goes through because they basically split uh, stuff at the running back. But as far as team totals go, competitive environment, a game that could end up 49 to 45, I think this is the most likely candidate on the slate. That's my that's my pick. Uh AM versus Appalachian State. I think Appalachian State's just good enough to push them. AM has some great I, I don't love an AM stack. They're just a little too pricey, but they have some really nice one-offs over there. Uh bounce back guys that didn't have great opening games. And I think if they do get to 38 points, kind of like their team total is suggesting there. I think that uh, you're going to see some of those guys that are mildly priced really go off for A&M. That's my, they will, that will be my one-off team. I'm not going to stack A&M, but I will be playing some one-offs. Hey, new guy, a one-off is just when you're just playing one guy from a game and you're not playing like a stack or a correlated play. That's all it means. Don't want to intimidate you. Hey, I want, I, there was a long time ago I didn't know this shit either. Brother, don't worry about it. Uh, okay. This one, uh, Washington State against Wisconsin. I mean, Allen, what are we doing? 7,000. That guy's an animal. He's a usage monster. If you don't have him in cash, go smash your face into a window. Um, Washington State is kind of pass happy. Um, you know, they like to throw it around, but they really do have some. You know, Ward and Watson are both usage monsters, and they're both really cheap. If you think Washington State can somehow find a way, remember, they don't have Mike Leach anymore. He's down at Mississippi State. So this isn't that kind of efficient, good, high-scoring offense anymore. But if you think that they can keep it close, Ward and Watson become super uh, values at that price versus their usage, right? Uh, the Colorado, they're, they're, they're garbage. They have some cheap running backs I guess you could consider. Air Force, you know, all the, all the military schools, they all run the, like the, the wishbone-type offense. Um, and so, you know, their quarterback gets a lot of rushing yards, um, and they got the Roberts who likes to score the touchdowns, but I mean, you're talking no passing game, uh, and in DraftKings you get, uh, you know, a point, uh, for PPR. So I don't know. I don't love it. I don't love it, Bob. 
Uh, let's see. Iowa State, Iowa, not touching that game. I hate it. If anybody, I would play like a one-off uh, Hutchinson or a one-off one of the Williams running backs. Don't love it. Not doing it. But here are the two games, the last two games, and you should focus on these two. Houston and Texas Tech. Houston has already shown that they can get in a shootout. They were already in a shootout against UTSA. Texas Tech is notorious for being the shootout school, right? Uh, their quarterback is out right now, so Smith is playing. But when he came in, uh, he played like a monster. The problem with Smith is it's not clear who to stack him with, right? They have four very viable receivers. Honestly, they have more than four, but I can only put somebody on the damn spreadsheet. So they have four viable options here. Of those options, you're going to just – if you play Smith, I would say play multiple lineups and try to mix and match the stack with him. But if you do, you have great runbacks. Dell and Golden are like golden choices for runbacks over here. Uh, you could even run Toon uh, as, as your super flex because I told you, you always want to play two quarterbacks. If you're playing two quarterbacks, really consider running Toon back against Smith. That game could easily be the shootout game of the day. And then this one, this one, I don't like it as a shootout game as much just because I think both these teams kind of suck. Uh, Virginia versus Illinois, but they do have relatively high implied totals, and it is a competitive game. So I think you'd be a fool not to look at it. To me, I'm going to get a little exposure to this game, but it'll probably just be some one-offs. I really want to get some Brown, that running back from Illinois. He's a beast. And at 6,400, you're like, what are you, what are you doing? What are we, what are we doing? What are we doing, DraftKings? Who makes these prices? Uh, and then Wicks, uh, I really like him. Uh, these are some guys that I go more in depth over on the uh, on the the Discord. Uh, I'm about to go make them their custom video. I'm gonna wait till I get all the FanDuel stuff up and I get my ownership. But if you want to know uh, that, you can that the description of that will be down in the description. You should come check out my NFL show tomorrow. I'm gonna do my very first. Don't make your lineups before my show, NFL show, tomorrow. It will be a show just like this. And then Sunday, you need to hear me, you mother father. I'm going to be doing a Sunday sweat. We will be watching the NFL games, right? Well, you'll be watching it. I'll be watching it. We'll be talking together in the chat. Uh, we will be uh, sweating our lineups. We will be making late swaps. We will be tracking injury news. Uh, it'll be fun. We're going to hang out. So be here at noon, Lord's time zone. I don't want any excuses, okay? And I'm going to be doing a drawing to everybody that's here for a millionaire maker ticket. Um, uh, so be here for that. If you're in the chat, you get a free million. Well, you don't. You get a chance to win a free million maker ticket that we'll make together. Hopefully, split at a half a million dollars a piece. I hope you kick some ass at college football tomorrow. I hope you enjoy your Saturday, and I hope you come check out my NFL content and see you Sunday. But most of all, you mother father, I hope you enjoy my outro. Mm -hmm.